Hello, everybody. Happy Lionsgate Portal, if you're listening to this the day that it drops, which is August 8th. Very special, powerful day, so sending everybody the best vibes. It's the, it's the night before for us. Our hey, Sarah. episodes always hi. <laughs> Our episodes always drop on a on like something like yeah. Last time it was the new moon and there's always last week going it was on. the full moon. The full the full moon yeah and but then before that it was a new moon like yeah Tuesdays this year are magical like, yeah this year is this year Tuesdays are really popping off yeah. How are you, girl? Girl, girl, I girl, what's going on? Girl, holy moly, it's good to be back. Um, where did I go? Hell, mm-hmm. and I just got back today, and it's feeling <laughs> really, really good. And it's, I can't believe it's been a week since we last recorded, and I was already in dark vibes, and they were brewing. and the full moon took me for a ride and it's it's been a really really rock bottomy week for me I got very very sick and I'm better now so I guess I'll get into what happened I was supposed to watch Barbie last Tuesday night and it ended up getting rescheduled for Wednesday night because they didn't have any more availability. Okay, perfect. So I took a break from cooking on Tuesday night and I got some sushi from the place that we always get sushi from. And then Wednesday, it's time to go see Barbie. And I thought that I was going to Cinepolis, which I have been to in Mexico City dozens of times it's an amazing experience it's like you get you order food and they bring it to you I've had from burgers to sushi to alcohol like you name it so I didn't really plan for dinner and it was a 7 10 showing so I thought I was gonna eat when I got to the theater I didn't even book the tickets I went with some girlfriends and um we got there and it was because she told me she's like I'm booking the VIP experience and I was like that's the only way to do it and we got there it was the jankiest vip anything i've ever been to in my life all they had was popcorn they didn't even have candy and i was like can i have sprite and they didn't have sprite and i was like this place is so fucking ghetto and um whatever little did i know what was going to happen there. So I'm like hungry. I'm hungry. And I'm diving into this popcorn and I'm feeling not great from before the popcorn, but I attributed it to the fact that I thought that I was hungry because I was planning on fully having dinner there. So I am like eating a ton of popcorn. The movie starts. I'm in heaven. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. And um, we're like, I don't even know, 20, 30 minutes into the movie and the power goes out. The power just goes out in the whole mall, in the whole theater. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? And it took like a good 25 minutes for it to come back on. And then it comes back on just sound. So imagine it's a black screen and the movie keeps playing. Just sound, no, no screen for like five minutes. And I was like, the anxiety 
I was just like, I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. But I didn't go in my car. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, whatever. I was still having fun with the girlfriends that I was there with. And we were making the best out of it. Um, Barbie wraps, they ended up fixing it. And like they, re- they rewinded it a bit. So we were able to see everything that we needed to see. But still, like no one wants an intermission. But then the girls yeah. that I was with, they were saying that when we were little, and Sarah, you wouldn't remember this because you're too little. But apparently when we were little, movies used to have an intermission and there used to be like a 15 20 minute break halfway through the movies like all the girls remembered it I don't remember I don't know if I ever went to the movies um because I had no idea so all in all it was like an amazing time the movie was spectacular and we're not going to get into it because you haven't seen it but spectacular I'm dressed right now like I've seen it and I haven't (laughs) I know but um You have to. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch it a million more times. But so I start feeling really bad, like really bad. And I'm trying to hold it together because like this is my one night out, guys. Yeah. This is my night with the girls. I'm with three girls. We're having so much fun. And I'm really trying to like hide the fact that I'm not feeling good at all. And um, even on the way home, I was like, nauseous not feeling great we get home there's no power I was just like oh my gosh like I don't need this right now like all I want to do is and I'm, I'm starting to feel really bad so I just take a quick shower and I get in bed and, and luckily the power got turned back on before um I got to bed bro next day what is it Wednesday no Thursday I got major food poisoning from the sushi that I had had on Tuesday night and it took a while I thought I was under the impression that food poisoning is immediate Mm -hmm. it it really wasn't so for the days of nausea leading up to it I start panicking thinking I'm pregnant and not that it would be like terrible it would be fine but we're about to go to napa with the family and it's like the one like we're going on wine tours with the family and i was like just spiraling on top of the fact that i feel bad on top of the fact that i can't sleep i'm like if because i i really thought it can't be the sushi that i had so many days ago um whatever it really was and then i just had like the worst week of my life and then the food poisoning ended and I immediately got my period. So it was just like really no relief. And um, I'm really relieved that I got my period because now I can, you know, have wine and Napa and everything's going to be yeah. fine. But just the it was so bad and just put the physical aside because of how bad I felt. I felt like such a bad mom, so many days in bed, so many days that I can't play with Mateo, that I don't want to play with him, that I don't want to do anything except be in bed. I had not felt like that since my first trimester of pregnancy. And it was really, really, really rock bottom mentally. Also, just yeah it's it's just everything really is connected and my mental health mental health is just something that if you suffer from it you get it and if you don't you can't get it like you can't understand how some days just feel impossible mm-hmm. to get through and um it was really 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 tough and the tools that people have if you struggle with mental health and then you have like a set of tools to help you 
I can't do any of it when I'm feeling so bad. So it was just like, it just felt like worse and worse and worse and worse. And, um, I'm feeling better. And then also like the Cuban in me starts to spiral and think that what if I'm someone that shares a lot online. I share a lot on social media. I share my life on this podcast every week. And I'm starting to think, and I've it's never crossed my mind before that anybody with bad intentions would be listening to this. Like I truly thought that if it's not the friends and family that we know listen to it, if it's not the girls from UF that we know listen to it, and then just like fans of the show, it never occurred to me that like not nice people with not good intentions listen and you know evil eye maleojo all that is very real so I started like really thinking that that could have been what was happening to me um I don't think it's that at the end of the day and if it is like rest assured I spoke with the Lord I spoke with the Orishas that need to be spoken to prayed for the fucking haters and it's all going right back to them um karma is my best friend so if that is the case which I really don't think it is I think it was a full moon cleanse purge like just a new chapter a new cycle I'm gonna wake up tomorrow feeling good for the first time in a week and um yeah I'm smiling saying this I'm not wearing evil eye but like not right now this second but I have Yeah, I need to get one. But like, trust me, the other things I do and the way that I pray, I'm very, very, very protected. And um, yeah, it's it's totally fine. Like if somebody sent me a fucking hex, what they have coming is 10 times worse than my food poisoning from hell. So not too worried about that. Um, I really 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 got out of this one it was I'm like smiling saying this when I tell you how bad I was oh my gosh yeah that's not fun not ideal happy you're back from hell we missed you over here yeah I haven't spoken to anybody last week was weird it was I felt like I was in hibernation the whole week just like rotting like I'd go work out every day but then I'd rot and like I wouldn't want to do anything and I wouldn't want to see anyone I saw like two of my best friends because I know I could like be in their energy but yeah other than that I feel like last week was just weird for everyone and so many of my friends texting me that they've been having weird dreams bad dreams the Um, dreams have been crazy so crazy. I feel like I'm processing every night has been something else that I have yeah. to process a different person a different situation and it's it's like been night by night and I'm just like wow it's exhausting yeah. I'm getting no sleep I'm exactly. sick not even my sleep is restful I like I can sleep so much and I can get eight nine ten hours of sleep but if I'm constantly dreaming throughout the night I wake up exhausted because my mind, my subconscious is so active that like sometimes I wake up gasping for air and like my heart is in a knot because I just wake up with anxiety from how much I dream. And this is every night. I never go a night not dreaming. And sometimes I'm just like, 
ever. I dream every single night. Even like with the gummy, even with smoking? Oh my god, yeah. If anything, I'd dream more with that. Did you they just... say that that like suppresses it. Um, no. No, not for Marce- me. Marcelo's been having a lot of dreams and he's he hates dreaming. He's like, it's exhausting. He just, he told me it's today, he was, ex- he was explaining the dream he had last night and then he just looks at me and he goes, it's just not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I think I wake up every day so exhausted because I dream. Like it's, not even about the hours of sleep I'm getting because I can get the normal amount for a human, but my for dreams a human. Exhaust- yeah, my dreams just exhaust me. <laughs> Literally. That's about it. I guess that's really the only thing we have to catch up on. I want to talk about Daisy Jones and the Six because I know that you finished it, but I want to save it for the end of the episode because there's probably people that don't care. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll do that at the end of the episode. Is there anything else that has happened? I started no. the summer I turned pretty and I am oh god, loving it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm caught up with that. I'm not, I'm- so... We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. But let me just say, I can't pinpoint who in my life Conrad reminds me of. He's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. His he face is, so wow. is wow. They get so much better looking in season two. Like, Are, are you, you kidding me? me? I'm not ready. Because you're sending me pictures of season one and I'm like, why did like – they did not even look that good. But like when I saw season one, I was like, wow, these boys are so good looking. <laughs> like, oh my God, they only get better. Oh my God. Are you almost done? I don't know. I don't even know what. I think I'm on like, I don't know. I'm at towards the end of season one, I'm sure. Okay, keep going. I will. I'm, I'm loving it. That's good. been like the good thing to come out of me being in bed. And I've just been like with the cat in bed watching the show. And I feel like I'm 15, how I used to watch everything with Freddie in bed. And I was just mm-hmm. unbothered. I haven't been unbothered in bed in two years. Yeah. Yeah, I can't give that up. I don't even know if I can ever give that up. Dude. I love yeah. to rot in bed. I can rot in bed as my full-time job. Not with no kids. You better have no kids if you want to rot. No, I know. I'm aware. I see what you go through. All right. Well, I'm ready to talk about the chicken dance if you are. The energy ready. The energy is low here on my side of the screen. But I'm really yeah. trying. This is a huge improvement of the last few days. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm in bed. This is the best I can do. I am slightly propped up. And this is the best I've been in a minute. No, I'm proud of you for being here. Being active. <sighs> okay. Here we go. What's this episode called? The Chicken Dance? The Chicken Dance. Um, the notes I have are just like kind of ridiculous. So I didn't even write that much down. What do you have Same. first? Um, my first thing is mom believes in love at first sight because I was watching this episode with her before coming here. 
And like that was a topic of conversation throughout the episode. So I asked her if she believes in it and she was like, yeah. Um, so do I. Yeah. And then I wrote Carrie and Big signing the card, the toothbrush. Love at first sight versus lust at first sight, which I think we should talk about. Okay, I think we should start there because I, this, the first thing I wrote was, do you believe in love at first sight? So do okay. you? Yes. Yeah, oh totally gosh. yes. And the first, um, I had always believed it. Like, grow, I mean, I don't remember what I believed in growing up, but I definitely did. But I'll never forget. And it was either seventh or eighth grade epiphany. Remember Mrs. Egan? <laughs> yeah dude she made us name an unborn baby that we went to a catholic school she named she made us this was a math teacher i didn't even have her as a homeroom teacher i only went to her for math class she She made everybody teacher she was she was the math teacher and she didn't even get a salary she did her job pro bono volunteer and she was very grumpy. It didn't seem like she wanted to be there. It didn't seem like she liked anybody or yeah. She left at this- one point. Yeah. So she had all of the students name an unborn baby in your mind. Like just, you know, you'd think of a, a baby name and you had to name an unborn baby. And every day we you'd have to do a, a prayer um that they wouldn't be aborted at twelve <laughs> years old. Twelve years old before math, every day praying against abortion. And she would give you a little baby. Yeah. Those, <laughs> trigger warning. A meat, like, like crazy trigger warning. She would literally give every student a baby the size of my thumbprint. It was this tiny plastic naked baby. And you would have to hold it and I pray. With good reason, I forgot about that. Holy... I'm not gonna so even say much about that. But wait, what were you up. gonna say about Miss Egan and love at first sight? Like, so how do now- those even go in the same <laughs> sentence? So now I'm trying to remember if it was Miss Egan who told us this story. So I'm just gonna go with it was one of my Epiphany teachers, but I want to say it was her. Don't quote me, anyone from Epiphany. Don't quote me. Just help me remember. Um, okay. But one of my teachers told me that she was out at like, this is when she was little, like she was maybe like, I don't know, like 12 years old at the time, like young. And she was out in her front yard with her mom and her new neighbors were moving in and like they met them. And one of the sons was around her age. And when she looked at him, she was like, I'm going to marry that boy. And she was like little, like preteen looking at this boy and being like, I'm going to marry this boy, like off the first time she met her neighbor. And they ended up getting married and being Ms. together. Miss Egan. This is Miss Egan's love story. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't remember. Miss <laughs> Egan. But it is a teacher from Epiphany who told me this. Seventh grade, I'll never forget. And I'm like, oh my God, like love at first sight is so real. Like the fact that <laughs> that was my epiphany, my epiphany and epiphany. Wow. Okay, we need confirmation of who which teacher fell in love at first sight. Um and so young. So young. And she so just young. knew. Yeah. I mean, Marcelo and I definitely had a first sight situation. It could have been lust at first sight, but it was so intense. It was I've never well I have had eye con- like eye contact is eye contact, but 
it was such an intense moment. It was like the first time we laid eyes on each other. It was, it was noticeable. It there, it was something. I've had it. So I've I know that I believe that lust at first sight can turn into love at first sight, love at first sight. You know, I believe in both and, and everything in between. It definitely, definitely can ha- happen. No, it's so real. So that like seventh, eighth grade is when I like was like really opened my mind up because of that teacher who told me the story. And then in high school, like the beginning of high school, like I experienced it and I was like, yeah, this is so for real. So lit. So it's so it's so good. It's so pure. And um It's so good when your soul just like knows. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My and yeah. I think I think you, me, and mom have all really like felt it and like yeah. For sure. For sure. It's a I d- blessing. I also I also experienced it in high school. Yeah. I walked into homeroom first day and I knew and that was many many years um and with marcelo i also knew but it was like i locked eyes with him and i was just like wow but i was also moving to new york in five days so i didn't let myself take that any further and Mm -hmm. but obviously it became everything that it was so i really think that it was yeah so in this episode carrie's asking big like she just calls him and says, oh, do you believe in love at first sight? And he says, I believe in lust at first sight. And I think it's easy to confuse the two, especially at a much younger age. But I also think that um, women will think love at first sight and men will think lust at first sight. For sure. And and it could be both. It could be either, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know Easy. until you see how it how it all plays out. But I believe. Do you believe? Do you believe in love after love? Share. Do you <laughs> the share night that you had with Mateo is like yeah, a core memory for me. And I wasn't there. So that's love and lust. Ooh, I have something fun to talk about. Um yeah. weddings. <laughs> Okay. Weddings, weddings, weddings. <laughs> Maddie so, and I were talking about weddings today. Okay, so there's so much to discuss. Um, there's a lot of different avenues that we can go down, but I want to talk about the one that's specific to the show, which is in the show, really quickly, I'll just say that Miranda was redoing her house and she had a friend coming to stay with her, a male friend that she thought that something could potentially happen with and when he got there and she's like so how are you and he goes oh i'm just sick of dating i want to get married already ladies his light was on so miranda thinks it's on for her and she gets all excited and then she gets a knock on the door and it's the interior designer she had to like drop off a table and she walks in and it was like that's who his light went off for and they end up in a matter of weeks getting engaged as involving all of the girls in the wedding like they're not even friends with her yeah so i want to talk about the type of wedding where you're not close to the person that wants you involved in the wedding not just like a last minute invite but involved in the wedding and just being involved in the wedding period there are on tiktok i just see the craziest stories of demands for the brat from the bride 
or crazy things that one of the bridesmaids did, like showing up wearing like white, things like that. There's mm -hmm. just so many things. Um, so the first thing is, do you have to say yes to people when they're asking you to be involved in their wedding? No. My immediate okay. answer is no. If someone asked you to be involved in their wedding and you didn't want to do it, you'd say no. If someone, no, no, no let me paint the picture. Let paint me paint the picture, picture because please. it's really hard to say no when someone comes to you with a box filled with gifts and trinkets and a poem and this and that. And then they do a declaration and they ask you to be a bridesmaid. You're going to look them in the face and say, okay, thank you for this elaborate yeah. box, but it's a no for me. Here's my thing. Being like when you're involved in someone's court, it gets very expensive and time consuming. And like depending on what I guess my financial status would be at the moment. Like, I don't know if I can agree to something like that. Being a bridesmaid is, like, so expensive. Like, no, there's I mean, a you're lot preaching of to the choir. I've gotten out of so many of them. Yeah. I like yeah. the universe. I've truly only been on our cousin Kristen's court, and I've been asked to be on three others that yeah. I originally said yes to, but the universe had my back and got me out of it at the end of the day. Yeah. And, um, and for different, each one for different reasons, but it's not my thing. I adored being part of Kristen's because I'm obsessed with her friends and I did it with our older sister and it was just like truly that bachelor, everything about it was so much mm -hmm. fun. And, um, but I've told my friends don't you even fucking think about asking me to be maid of honor. I would yeah. only be maid of honor for my sisters if they really wanted. And then again, I'm not your girl. I'm messy. I'm not organized. I'm a mom. This is before I was a mom. Like I am so not into it. So much so that I'm not having a court or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's just me and him when the time yeah. comes there's nothing um, like that it's going to be involved in mine i'm not into it our mom did not have a wedding like that we never grew up dreaming about it even thinking about it i think when it it was more like a burden to us the thought of it than something exciting and i think that i thought the same way that you did especially at your age because when people start getting married and you're still in college or right out of college and you don't fucking have a thousand dollars to cough up for all of the different things that it entails, that yeah. was a hundred percent my approach. Like, absolutely not. Like I need to get my feet on the ground. Like I can't, I can't just do this for a party. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand that. I think as you get older and where the girls are in this episode, like and your everything changes, like when you're in your late twenties and in your thirties, oh, yeah. because everybody has the money for it. Then it comes down to true boundaries and what's a priority for you because right now yes money is the main factor for you but you're gonna realize it's gonna shift to money's no longer gonna be a factor and then what's it really gonna come down to um god i my mind just envisioned like you know 27 dresses when she's like back and forth back and forth and all those <laughs> like i just had like a 
some something crazy just went on in my brain. Um, <laughs> like running to friends' weddings. I, yeah, and I would never like that would not happen to me. But I don't know. I just got that <laughs> rush. I agree with you on the like. I don't know if I'd be down to have a court. I've been a bridesmaid once in my life, which is normal. I'm 21. Um, But honestly, that bridesmaid situation, like money was not an issue because since it was family, it was covered and paid for. So like that aspect of it was perfect. That's not going to be the case in the future. However, I just because I don't know if I want bridesmaids myself, I'm so down to be a bridesmaid again. Like there are people in my life that I know like – I want to be there. Like I want to be up there with them if I'm asked. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Um. So I'm not like closed off to the idea at all because I'd still love to do it, especially with um several of my friends. Like, I don't know. I know it'll be so fun. But like if I like see someone's getting engaged and I just like know I'm not going to be in the position to be able to like support being a bridesmaid. Like I, I'd have to like give them a little hint how you did. And you didn't give them a hint. You were very straight up. Like, don't even ask me. Um, but no, because when when Melanie got married, she asked me and I said yes. And then the pandemic happened and yeah. I'm a model out of a job and like my life got turned upside down and we spoke privately on the side and she's the one that brought it up to me. She's like, dude, no pressure. Um, I, you're invited to everything. But if you and I was like, thank you. I love you. You're like, you are my best friend. And if there's anyone that I will be standing up there with, it's for you. But, um, but yeah, no, I did. I did take a step back from that because it was the right thing for me to do. And then there was that allowed for there to be no resentment. Melanie's wedding night was the best night of my life. It was the best night of my life. And I thank her so much for taking that, that pressure off of me. I enjoyed it more than I've ever enjoyed anything. I had all of my college friends and all of my high school friends in the same room because we went to the same high school and college mm-hmm. and we were roommates. So, and I love her family. I feel like they're my family. So in like so many ways, I, you know, I wasn't standing up there with her. I was three rows behind and saw, yeah. you know what I mean? I, it was the same. It was the same yeah. to me. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there are definitely people I would say yes to for sure. But when it becomes a sorority mumbo jumbo that the priority becomes the things and the events and not the person and the love, I'm not interested. I don't give a fuck about the monogrammed bullshit. I am there for the love and to see my girlfriends shine. Yeah. Retweet. Agree 100%. Um, yeah, I feel like you and I have kind of similar views and opinions on weddings and bright and how what we see for us. And like you said, it's it's just the way that we grew up and like how and mom I think was it's specific and- to that. Um, Sarah and I are the only two out of our five siblings that are from the same mom and dad. So we are the only two that have kind of the same core experiences of mom and dad for example I think our other two sisters think differently and want differently and yeah of course I'm gonna do everything for them and super happily those are like that's not even a question I'm not even considering them that's a no-brainer but yeah it's interesting because me and you and it's because of our mom because none of our other sisters have our mom yeah yeah and our mom Um. always told us she goes um 
I didn't care about the wedding. I wanted a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, and she always said, she was like, I was just so excited to be married to your dad. Mm-hmm. I like, do want, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how we're going to feel. And I do want something beautiful and so much fun, but like, like save, I, I just want to save the money that can be just used for something else. Cause the weddings are also expensive. Everything about a wedding is just so expensive. Yeah. You're like, you're financially, sh- you're financially pressed about these hypotheticals. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have my wedding planned in my head though. Like I know what I want. You um, do? Yeah, taco truck. I don't even think I want to wear a dress. Like, and I have this white set in my head, the white button down with the puffy sleeves, and the pants have the puffy sleeves, and the SJP. Yes, you cannot heels. wear that for your wedding, Sarah. We wore that for the cover of the podcast. Yeah, but like bougie, or there's going to be rhinestones on it. Okay, okay. It can't be the same set. We have to get you a new no, one. No, it's going to be new. It's going to be custom made, and like, it's going to yeah, be yeah, sick. Yeah, at least. At least. I have um I have the same Manolo Blahniks that Carrie got married in too big so and I also want shoes from Sarah Jessica Parker herself like I have a vision I don't want a wedding Aww. cake I think wedding cakes suck I think wedding cakes Agreed. are the worst cake they're dry as hell they're so Ugh. expensive I want a thirty dollar red velvet nothing bun cake nothing bun cake exactly and then I don't want layers of cake I just want one big bun cake and then I want layers of different tequila shots. Everybody can get, you know, it would be cute, the minis, the little minis that they do. Minis, so the like buntlets. You, yes, the buntlets. Yeah. So you and your husband can have the whole thing for the yeah. for yourselves. And then you can do assorted buntlets oh, yeah. for the, oh, yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always had that vision of, you know, those things that I've just mentioned. <laughs> I go, I go, what is your dream wedding? And she says, taco truck, <laughs> nothing fun <but> cake. <laughs> Oh my god. Ever J PJ You are literally goals to marry. I know. And also like my dad has four daughters. Like I'm making this easy for him. Totally. Totally. That is so funny. I went to Marcelo's brother's wedding this past October and he had a taco truck. It was a backyard mm-hmm. wedding taco truck best food i've ever had at a wedding besides i would say yeah, him and carlos canassi always suck yeah besides carlos canassi yeah wedding. carlos canassi's wedding oh carlos God, that and food. dan that was the best food ever ever sky that was the best no that was ever. the best I wedding was... ever oh. but um no but the taco truck was delicious and it was just like so low maintenance like you go get your taco when you're hungry and you go back to the table um i went to a wedding in april where it was the first time that at first of all it was at it was at riviera and so they had us outside Mm -hmm. for the cocktail hour for a super long time and then when it was time to go inside everyone was melting we literally couldn't wait to go into the ballroom this was interesting they had tables but they weren't assigned seats they it was just kind of a free-for-all and there wasn't I don't think there were enough seats for everybody to be like seated at the same time because I guess it's not for that I guess they're assuming that people will be standing and then like you take turns sitting at a table but 
at first I didn't like it because it was a little bit stressful because everyone rushed inside and because they were so hot and it was like everybody was sitting at a table and it's like okay all the tables are taken so we ended up like not even being at a table we were watching the first dance but then everyone got up and it was they were getting drinks and stuff and it was fine. It ended up being fine. And I actually liked So they had the food like on two sides and it was buffet mm-hmm. style. And I actually liked it because that was the first wedding that I didn't drink alcohol at. And um, it was nice. I just ate when I was hungry and I was at the table. And then the table thing didn't end up being a problem because there were some people that never left the dance floor literally from the beginning. So it was like it didn't end up being an issue. But I thought that was super interesting. Like I'm very used to the na- like seated yeah nameplates yeah so i'm just realizing more and more you could do whatever whatever the you, fuck want. you want and that's the exactly. beauty of it that it's is your night it's it. your party at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's a party yeah and it do can be as want. extravagant or as chill as you and your partner want so like that is the cool the like oh, it's such a cool part of it because you get to share that night with one person and it's just like it's lit I love oh weddings. Like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot too. of. Like, I just got super <laughs> pumped. Yeah, I love when you weddings. and Marcelo hurry up. Like, I'm bored. I need a wedding. We have things to do. There are goals. And I know. Priorities, I know. I know. I know. And, and I'm trying to be patient. And <laughs> it's it's gonna be so worth it, and the buildup is gonna be so worth it. There's it's no rush so for good. it. We are already a family. We already have a child. There is nothing to prove or to do. And when the time comes, we will have the dopest fucking party. Maddie and I were talking about it today. I'm like, I think Alexa's wedding is going to be the first wedding where like all the Cobra girls are at together. And And it's going to be the first wedding that Martha is not working at. (laughs) I know. Because she's going as a guest. Yeah. Her and Madison are going as guests if they want to <laughs> snap some pics. I want her ass watching the ceremony. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, we might need to take their phones away from them. They might not be able to control themselves. The I, photographer I know, I know. will come out. No, I know. And I have so, so many people in my life are photographers. So it's very, it's going to be very interesting how I navigate that. And I think at the end of the day, I'm not going to hire a photographer. It's yeah. just going to be the photographers that are there will capture it as they please. And obviously some people will be designated for certain things, but like I've, I've actually thought about this, that how Martha spends most weekends working weddings. I've thought, I've thought about how much I don't want her working mine. I want her drinking and enjoying and partying. Oh yeah. And she will. She will happily (laughs) obey that request. No, I I know. She's been waiting for it. I know. So don't worry about us. The wedding is in the future and it is going to be amazing and it's going to be beyond your wildest dreams. Pumped. Pumped. But yeah, so I just, now that we talk about it, it is actually something so exciting. But on the flip side, I think it comes down to priorities because something that can be so fun and beautiful, which for the most part has been my experience at most weddings that I've been to but when the vibes are off when the priorities are wrong and when the bridezilla is bridezilling it's like you feel it and you don't even have to know the people getting married to feel if it's right or if it's wrong it's a it's just it's an overwhelming atmosphere in the room and it's 
it's like energy here this wedding in this episode was creating like so much stress for everybody involved you know what i mean and um (laughs) also just people that just put something together and assign roles to people that like they barely know it's just like what are you doing like relax like when they assigned miranda to the guest book i was like about to say what the fuck is this the fact that she even entertained it i would have not stood at that guest book for two seconds I feel so bad for Miranda in this episode because we need to like Alexa told you the story like already the situation but like we need to backtrack and like go to her perspective like she's so excited about this guy coming into town from London they've been flirting and then this girl comes in and guys just watch this episode because this all happens within 24 minutes they meet it's literally love at first sight they get engaged they get married um and Miranda just has to like be there through all of it, thinking that something was going to happen with her and that guy. Not that she was accidentally going to become Cupid and end up creating a cup. I mean, I guess it's a bittersweet feeling because you see like, oh, like I was able to create this, but I guess when you wanted it, it kind of sucks more. And then they treat her like the B-list friend that she says she is in the episode assigning her to the book. They ask Carrie to literally write a poem charlotte's a bridesmaid and miranda charlotte is a (laughs) bridesmaid what the fuck is charlotte doing being a bridesmaid and i want to talk about miranda because this is such a real thing like i remember okay let's talk about wearing stuff to your friend's wedding yeah yeah yeah. that is inappropriate. inappropriate oh my gosh okay so Number one, the outfits in this episode, guys. I know that we are not the every outfit podcast that talks about the fashion, but in this episode, Charlotte's black halter dress, I need it in my closet. And Carrie's gold strapless sparkly dress, I need it in my closet. They were so beautiful. So stunning. Miranda's being such a hater. When Charlotte talks about the dress that... Okay, so this bride was super cool and let all the girls mm-hmm. like that she had as bridesmaids pick their dresses. And I think that's super cool. And Miranda just being super negative hater. She's like, tell me that it's hideous. And yeah. Charlotte was like, no, it's halter open back to the ground and whatever. And I think Miranda's like, oh, isn't that like a little risque for a wedding? And I've been told a similar comment because I wore a completely backless dressed to melanie's wedding and i I was i was told like a little comment about like that like being scant not by not by the bride or anything and i was just like what the fuck like what 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 do you mean it's not a midriff i don't even have boobs like yeah the back i i think i'm really triggered and i think it had nothing to do with the person that said the comment but when i was 15 the only quince that I went to, it was I had just started dating my first boyfriend ever. And when I went to this quince, a uh, 15s party, I wore a like it was it was like a halter, but really low back. And um, my boyfriend at the time was horrified that I showed up in that type of dress to 
this party which I literally didn't think anything of it even mom thought it was so beautiful like it was never even a thought in my brain that it was inappropriate to wear and I remember the look that he gave me of disgust when I got there and then he went on and this is something that's ingrained in my brain he never told me that I looked pretty or beautiful he gave me a disgusted look and I, I at that moment it clicked because there had been other instances that I had shown up wearing and anything that was you know I, I showed up to a party wearing high-waisted shorts, a little bralette, and an um an unbuttoned button down. So it was mm-hmm. like the the part of my belly between the bralette and the top mm-hmm. of the high-waisted short above my belly button was showing a tiny sliver of my stomach. Yeah. And I was he screamed at me before walking into the party, completely ruined my night. Like literally screamed his head off at me and then here at this party I really thought and I felt so beautiful and he was so disgusted in me and then when the girl whose party it was she's literally a princess she was like a foot shorter than me in like a princess dress like she's a little tiny queen and she came around to all the tables to say hi to everybody and literally right in front of me when he was saying hi to her he like right in my face was like you look so beautiful like just like really complimented her which was so nice but it was mm-hmm. the it was the contrast of yeah you're not getting atten- any attention you whore this girl who's dressed modestly like a puffy princess she's gonna get my respect and adoration yeah. and now that I think of it it was the same type of dress that this comment was made of which I really don't think was that scandalous I've worn so many worse things and um and it's it was it was the same as Charlotte. So if you watch the episode mm-hmm. and you see Charlotte's open back, it's the same thing that I'm talking about. And Charlotte loses her mind when Miranda makes this comment. She's like, yeah. "I've been part of so many weddings. <laughs> I've done it, the whole fucking twenty seven dresses thing. Like this is gonna be about me for once." Yeah. And I was just like, "That's so funny that like Sh- Charlotte, being the yeah. modest preppy friend, is getting shit." And I was just like, you know, girls can't win. And whether it's a girl or a guy giving you that comment and making mm-hmm. you feel like that, I think that I have seen so many wedding guest dresses that I'm like, oh shit. Like, that's when you're doing like zigzag crop. When you Remember have. when like, Kendall Jenner did that to like one of her best friend's wedding? Was it her? Exactly. And you want to know what? Thing. Her best friend was super cool with it. Like, yeah. if the it's bride not a big is okay deal. with it, no one else should be shitting on you. Yeah, I think that that's just wild and gnarly and this idea of like scarlet lettering someone for their outfit choices and then you think that you can because of certain traditional standards to be upheld at a wedding. It's just a party. Relax. True. I loved I loved that Charlotte did that and it brought me back to that. Me too. That was a fun side of her. Mm hmm. Okay, what so else? now let's talk about. Okay, so they the bride asks Carrie to write something for the wedding, which I thought like this is when I thought this is when I wrote down. Do you have to say yes if someone asks you to be involved? Like just because, just because mm-hmm. she's a writer, like why does she have to write a poem? You're not. She's not. You're not even friends. You know. Yeah. I was like, so that's when I thought like, do you have to say yes? And. Um, she said yes so she's telling big that she said yes and he by himself 
was like, oh, I'm not missing a chance for to watch you recite this silly love poem in front of all of New York. You better believe I'm going because she was like, oh, you're not even going. So don't worry about it. And um, before this, they had a really big relationship moment because she needed a toothbrush and he has one of those electric <laughs> toothbrushes. And she was like, I need to borrow a toothbrush. Like, I'll get you another one. And he ends up so suave, like Mr. Non-committal goes into the bathroom and gets the pink toothbrush head and puts it on and like gives it to her. And that's kind of like a big deal. It's like the the guy that doesn't let you keep anything of yours at his apartment, but the day that you get to start leaving your toothbrush there is like such a mm-hmm. monumental step. She looked at the little toothbrush heads, like one blue and one pink. And she was like, it was the single most like yeah real part of their relationship or that made her feel like it was it was really something and I was like damn like if it really comes down to a toothbrush head like you are dating a Sagittarius (laughs) that's so funny but yeah it wasn't just a spare toothbrush it was his electric toothbrush that the head pops off and he was giving the other pink to carry yeah which was like him pretty much saying do you want to be my girlfriend or do you want like this is a big step um go would you so carrie goes up and like she ends up writing this poem for this girl and mid poem big gets a phone call and he goes to take it and this kills Carrie like she sheds a tear at the end of the poem. Would you be, let's say like you were in this situation, would that have pissed you off the way it pissed Carrie off? It would have pissed me off even more and I would have totally lost my cool. I would have done probably major fight at the wedding. Um, there would have been no making up and having cake and leaving. No, no, no. Yeah. What the fuck is that? But we have to talk about before. Okay, so Big is playing games. He gives her the toothbrush. He tells her that he wants to go to this wedding. So she gets all excited because she was she didn't even consider the possibility that he was going to go with her. So the day comes, they're about to leave. And she's like, oh, can you sign the card? And he's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to sign the card. They're your friends. And she's like, I mean, they're not even my friends, but your name's on the invitation. Like, you can just mm-hmm. sign the card. And he goes, why is my name on the invitation? And that was such a girls if you've been there you've been there and it can be a million different circumstances and there's a million ways to cement this feeling of we are not a we like i should be your plus the fact that he would had his name and he wasn't just a plus one makes it a little bit too serious i guess a little bit more serious than the private toothbrush situation at his apartment and that was already if the night is starting off like that it's not going to be a good night let's just yeah let's just say that much and so she was like all right who cares don't sign the card and i would have handled that the exact same way like all right who cares like don't sign the card like you fucking Mm -hmm. freak like what do you mean like you begged me to go to this wedding and now you're freaking out that your fucking name is on the invitation and um so all this to just get up in the middle of her speech how rude is that and i'm sorry he is not a surgeon mm-hmm. our our dad used to always say if like we had phones at the table or something like you guys are not 
brain sh- surgeons you can put that shit down like the yeah. only person that needs to be on their phone all the time or have it on them is a doctor on call so yeah. put it away it is nighttime you're at a wedding whatever business call that was could have waited two seconds it wasn't mm-hmm. that long of a poem yeah it was. and so it just short. goes to show that he doesn't give a fuck oh and then and then he comes back and she even tries i would not have done this she goes um what did i miss and he's like well you missed my speech and most of the reception but it's nothing that a dance can't fix and he goes oh no i hate to dance while people are eating and she's like okay i'm gonna go to the bar bro okay number one is it like a low class thing to do to dance when people are eating like is that like i went to cotillion and stuff but i don't know if that's like a manners thing maybe Uh, it is i i could see how that would be just like no you like you don't do that while people are eating he's a very classy guy i don't know if that's the thing or if he's just a dick i think it's more of a personal thing like maybe Mm -hmm. it's just something that makes someone uncomfortable like there's people sitting down enjoying food i don't want to be dancing around them like i know like and honestly i'm okay with the whole you don't want to dance while people are eating but he didn't say i am so sorry that i missed your speech um, I yeah. had to take an important phone call. Like it's yeah. something I couldn't miss. There was none of that. It there was, was just zero like, explanation. It was like, what did I miss? Oh, actually, you want to do that? And I've been gone for forty five minutes. Nah, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. Like, and then it was like, okay, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> like, he- and then she goes, and then this is where like she starts to get really real with him, and then she takes like a few step forwards and a few steps back because she's like, I want someone who's gonna stay with me and then she pauses and she's like till the end of a wedding like she didn't continue the full thought which is like i just want more from this relationship Mm -hmm. i want you to be there with me i want you to stay with me and stand with me and stand next to me she made it all circumstantial about that night which it really didn't have to do with the night and so because she gave it like that condition of till the end of a wedding he was like okay and then immediately the wedding ended so they went to go have cake and in bed and that was like that's such a moment where you know you're in the wrong relationship but you're not ready to really do anything about it so you just yeah, kind of like just writing it go, out still yeah you just go lie in the bed that you've made and you're gonna be upset about it or not but at the end of the day you'd rather be having cake with him in bed than alone so i yeah. get it i've been there yeah real Moment. A moment of silence. For yeah, literally, we're taking <laughs> taking a moment. Um, I want to say to everybody that I cannot access HBO, so I have not seen not even one episode of this <laughs> season, and just like that. And I saw something on social media about her having a conversation with Miranda, saying that Big might have been like not the one or a mistake or anything. And I am so happy that we are doing this podcast and I don't know what's going on in that show because I'm not even considering them related. This is like a spinoff with different writers because everybody is acting fucking crazy on that show. That that comment in the last and just like episode of carrie talking to miranda and wondering like did you watch it was yeah yeah i watch it when right when they come out i just can't help myself um aiden coming back so cool so fun the line 
that they had to put in of Carrie telling Miranda that I I can't help but wonder like was big a big mistake like how dare you like how dare you say that about your dead husband a big mistake who wrote that I swear like was this written because of like how they had to take out that final scene. He was supposed to be in the final scene of season one where it was supposed to be a dream of them in Paris, but then those allegations came out. So they cut out that scene, which was supposed to be a huge part of the show. Like they literally went to Paris to film that scene and it got cut out because of those allegations. So like, are they did just- anything, like, Did anything even come to be with those allegations? Like, or no, because I, I literally I, don't think so. Usually I you get some type of follow through and follow up with allegations and allegations are made left and right and stuff. I feel like because what's Miranda's real name? Cynthia Nixon. Okay, because Cynthia Nixon is in politics in New York City, I feel like they have taken being PC to such a disgusting level and i'm not talking about the allegations because if those are true they're valid whatever but it's just like they've turned their back on any integrity to the first show to the original to to what they felt in their 30s and 40s like not so much time has passed yes you change and you grow and evolve and you may think differently and stuff but what they have done with miranda and this just her morals Back to last week's episode about cheating and stuff. It's like, who, who, how do you go backwards as you age? Yeah. Because it's like she's literally gone backwards and she's turned into a fucking teenager. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, no, no. They've really given her character zero development. It's a whole new character at this point and it's bullshit I'm like, are they fucking with us like is this yeah. like a woke just woke revenge and everyone's just like cracking up and it's just a big fucking joke because it is i'm happy i'm not watching it because look how pressed i am just i just the little tidbits to. that i've seen no and i will and literally the only reason i haven't is because i don't have access to it but yeah. it's like a train wreck you can't help but honestly like skip just whenever you do get access to it just skip to when Aiden comes back everything before that in season two was such a waste of time Charlotte's storyline is is honestly starting to get better like old Charlotte is coming back good Um, good at least like that makes me happy what about the other girls because I'm not gonna lie I like the other girls that they introduced in season one Seema is my favorite I love her um She's fun to watch because maybe I can just she's, watch those scenes. I really enjoyed the so scenes fun with to her. Watch. She's very fun to watch, Seema. The other one, um, I forgot her name. Seema is the one who's like Carrie's. Um, the one that's really close to Carrie. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like we're not talking about Che. Che's so much cooler now that her and Miranda aren't together. Like I can watch the scenes that she's in. And then there's the one that's really close with Charlotte, that their kids are in the same school together, and she's really cool, bougie. And then mm-hmm. Miranda's friend. What about the professor? Yeah, the professor Miranda's I friend. I love her. She's very cool too. Yeah, she was my favorite um, new character from from the season that I did watch. Yeah, but it's such a shame what they've done with Che because I'm a huge fan of Callie from Grey's Anatomy, like I was telling you, yeah. and it's just truly painful painful to watch and i'm not even watching yeah 
<sighs> and but, just like that. Yeah, and just like that, everything goes to shit. We concluded our episode. No, but really <laughs> quick, you guys can stop watching if you want to, but we have not spoken one thing about you watching Daisy Jones and the Six. We did. We did last episode. I said... But, but had you finished it, though? Yeah, I said I had finished. Um, I literally don't remember that at all. I swear that I said I finished. I think I had finished already. Okay, did but can I? we talk? Maybe. I don't know. Did I finish? No, you definitely I, hadn't finished because I still, because you said, okay, where you were, you didn't, I don't think that well, Daisy I finished, and him. I finished, the, I finished that night. Okay, the night okay. we recorded it because it was the night after space. I l- couldn't fall asleep again. Yes, I finished. I sobbed my eyes out. And it's so good. I can't stop listening to the soundtrack. I can't stop thinking about the characters. Like, it's so. It, I it's thought just about like, it for weeks. I just like, yeah. Melanie and I would just jump on the phone at multiple times a day and just be like, okay, but like, can we talk about this part? Or like, okay, yeah. but can we talk about this? Can we talk about Daisy? Can we talk about the complexity of just what happened between Daisy? and him it was it was gonna happen you know we need to do we said it that would like we do a whole episode dedicated to to talking about it because we we need a whole we need an episode to talk about it I I know but like okay so just really quick what did you end up thinking about Daisy um I she drove me crazy towards the end like when she goes to Greece when she disappears and goes to Greece like I wanted to just like punch the screen. Yeah, I couldn't fucking stand her. But uh-huh. when she's when she's performing and she tells him to go to go, that's when I was just like, yeah, damn. Like as much as we are all writing for Camila, like you are your own person and like this is your own storyline yeah. and stuff, and it is complicated. And at the end of the day, what he and Daisy had was so real and it was undeniable and it was just different than when him and Camilla had he I have so many questions for his character like like you love two people and then in the interviews he's saying how Camille was the love of his life but like he loved like because uh, she was she was the love of his life but he couldn't deny artists like what happened with him and Daisy was just it was magic he just went like this like they're in the back of the stage like they're making out he's like i want to be broken together like she's leaving me we can be together and then she tells him to go and then he runs to come like what like what in the bipolar like you literally just switched up it within those seconds because that's okay you have to you also have to remember that this is a show about a band in the 70s Fleetwood Mac and these people are doing a lot of drugs and musicians are often not held accountable for their actions everything is for the art and for the plot and like how she would just show up late to shit that pisses me off so much as like a regular person but these are how artists are they are just like they're just tornadoes and they just tornado through life as their artistic process and they get away with it and that's why it's so complicated because camilla was not camilla was grounded and normal Mm -hmm. and a normal person and these are just two tornadoes just like literally wrecking wrecking people's shit all left and right and not giving a fuck about it like that's the story it's a band you know Mm -hmm. 
Erica just texted me watching Daisy Jones finally and loving it. Just had to tell you. Like, oh my come God. on. What? Like, come on. Right now. She just texted me right this second. That is funny. Um, I'm going to tell her like we just wrapped and we were talking about it. No, the fact that it was the daughter interviewing them. I <gasps> could not even fucking cope. Grant, Graham and Karen's ending. I'm not okay with. I'm not, not okay, okay with, with not okay with not okay with it. Not okay with it. Not okay with not it. Okay with it. I love Karen so much. I love that she just was a rock star forever. I know. It's just so sad. Like she let him she let him go still loving him forever to give him the life that he wanted, which was like yeah. kids and no, I can't. Um I sobbed. I was ugly crying, gasping for air, wheezing, couldn't see, couldn't literally oh, couldn't yeah. see. So um, good. I want more. I want more. Like what happened when he opened that door and, and him and Daisy finally saw each other. And Camilla – no, no. I'm spiraling right now. Like the fact that you made me talk about this, I'm not okay. But when she says on the interviews, like um, tell your dad to give Daisy Jones a call when he sees this and tell Daisy Jones to pick up that call when she sees it. I was just like- deal with her grace and her ability to have navigated that situation. Like the queen that she is. I have, I love her so much. I- love her so much uh-huh. and her saying like she was always daisy's biggest fan and just like that it almost like unlocked a capacity I need to in my it. Yeah, yeah 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 i think i need to watch that episode again before i go to sleep tonight oh i don't know i don't think i can but and naya's coming can. soon and i, I want to rewatch it with naya when she gets she gets there. there she gets there tonight no 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 that's oh like i think i was like <laughs> It's like, whoa, like at the end of the week or something. But um, speaking about tonight and tomorrow, it's just like fully got dark. It's fully, I was about to say, your room is dark. I know. I didn't really like think ahead or prepare for tonight. We're in dark darkies. It's 10 p.m. over here and it's 7 p.m. for Alexa. So we got to let her go before 8 p.m. rolls around because you know (laughs) she turns into a different person. It's okay. I don't have to make dinner tonight. And it's it's okay. Like my night's almost over and you probably can't see me, but you can hear me. And I just want to talk about the Lionsgate portal because tonight is like truly one of the most important days of the year i do this every year i have done this with marcelo every year that we've been together and we sit down together and we write down the date eight eight but we date it for the following year yeah and we write a full entry on what our ideal situation would look like next year a year from now so i remember when we were in miami in our apartment the year before we moved to Cabo, it was like what I wrote down was like, I woke up in Cabo today. I walked to the beach. I got my fruit at the farm. Mateo is thriving. I hadn't had him yet. So it was like, he's healthy. Like everything's mm-hmm. okay. Like, you know, and um, for the most part, every every time we read back the ones that we've written for the year before, it is like to the T of what's happening. And it's just, it's a really beautiful practice to type, to um, materialize your plans and your dream life and kind of make it a plan because you get into the practice of okay you have all these dreams and things that you want to do but in one year from now what does that day-to-day actually look like and if you can sit down and actually write that out it it Mm -hmm. does a lot for your brain and your subconscious to put you on the path to get there yeah and they just got home with dinner so is there anything you want to say about it because that's pretty much the main thing I do no I love that um 
I burn bay leaves. I like write down things I want, burn bay leaves. And also That's good. as you're doing what Alexa said, even write down specific dates, like on November 17th, like yeah, this, just to surprise this yourself. Happened. Yeah. Like write down dates and I love that. Obviously, That's a good one. Yeah. And visualize. I think visualizing it is so important too. So really feel it after you write it, feel it and see it and know it and speak it. And yeah, happy 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> I'm going to be back and I'm going to be better and I'm going to be stronger next week. And the week after that, even better. And the week after that, even better. So if you're yeah. trying to tear me down, good fucking luck. Uh-huh. And everybody else, I love you so much. Yeah, we love you. We love and every, you. And I love everybody so much, even even the bad people. I send them a lot of love because Same. they are You have so to love unwell. and pray for your haters the most. I that's are we gonna such... be hmm. sorry continue go no i was i was just gonna say how important it is to pray for it them is. because it's when so i was is. in when i was in the depths of of feeling bad i was getting so riled up like i'm gonna boomerang it back to them and then what i actually ended up doing is i just really prayed and i really yeah, sent everybody send a lot of love and peace love and light that's what i was gonna say um are we gonna record together in napa yes We'll do it how okay. we did it here, that we share a mic and we're just going to have to prop ourselves up and sit somewhere. Are, why? Are we there on a Monday? No. We arrive on a Tuesday and we leave on a Sunday. Well, so it's, we can decide if, then. Yeah. If we want to do an episode where we're together again. I think we. Sh- I think if it's like, I think, it makes sense yeah. and the Wi-Fi is good and like the situation's right, we should do it because when we get back, it's going to be a lot. Like I'm not going to want to record that Monday that I get back home. I know. I- I'm also going to be packing and I'm going to Gainesville. So I think we should. We have a yeah, full itinerary. So let's go. Let's look at the itinerary and find one of the slots where we're doing an at-home dinner. Mm-hmm. And Or record. in the morning. I think the morning yeah. would be a nice time. Yeah. We have open mornings. Um, okay, so stay tuned. In two weeks, you'll see our faces together again. One screen, West Coast. West Coast, best coast. Psych, we're East Coast till we die, <laughs> bitch. Okay, I'm Alexa's out. getting I'm like, crazy in the dark. We need I to end this. We need to leave. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.